are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to this Thursday, June 3rd, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and ready to jump in today into a handful of pieces of content, some courtesy of Dolphins players themselves, some courtesy of any number of different outlets across the football world and football media, uh, that give us some pretty compelling talking points to cover throughout the course of this Thursday episode. We are getting down to the end of the wire this week, and you know what? Two months from now, training camp's going to be open, and we're going to be knee-deep neck deep, eye deep, in over our heads, in a ton of new daily content at that point in time. But we now get to set the table and set the foundation for a lot of the storylines that are going to play out in the early portions of the season. And the first one I want to cover today comes courtesy of Dolphins safety, Eric Rowe, who uh, communicated during his South Florida media availability yesterday that uh, he's already earmarked the week three matchup with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Roe is very transparent about uh, the matchups that he had this past season against the likes of Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. And you look at the production that tight ends had against the Dolphins throughout the course of the season and those two are the only ones that really tagged Miami, Miami for anything significant. Uh, and they're two of the top three tight ends in football. And, and Eric Rowe, to his credit, the Dolphins had to play the three best tight ends in football last year because they also played the 49ers with, with George Kittle. So to have that at the beginning of the season and then to see things kind of unfold the way that they did where Rowe was a plus asset in coverage against just about everybody until you play Kansas City, and some of that was stuff that was being given up underneath, and then you play the Raiders, and the Raiders one really stood out because Rowe was in position against Darren Waller quite a bit. But when the ball arrived, even in tight coverage, Waller was the one who was making the adjustments to the ball and finishing receptions, and he ended up having a monster day. So Rowe was asked about that a little bit during his press availability, and what he said was, Obviously, those are two of the best tight ends in the league along with George Kittle. What I learned is I knew the mistakes I had because right after the game I was watching film, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? And with both of them, I just got to step my game up, which I appreciate that ownership of make a play. Rowe said, with them, they're not really tight ends. They're just big receivers that can run. I know this year, I know we've got the Raiders in week three back in Vegas. I'm ready for that. I've been waiting for that all year because that one got me. So I need a rematch on that. But just with those two, you've got to take your game to another level. I love this mentality. And Eric Rowe, being one of the uh, leaders of this Dolphins defense now, is a guy who's been around the block. He was drafted high. He struggled in Philadelphia. He goes to New England, reignites his career, comes to Miami. Now he's a starter and transitions to safety. This is exactly what you want in defensive back, right? You want a guy who has that swagger about him. You want a guy who has a short-term memory, 
is willing to put the play behind him and go line up and do the next one. And he's ready to redeem himself. And I don't know if the Dolphins are going to end up beating the Raiders or not. Um, But I could tell you this. Eric Rowe, we're going to get our best version of Eric Rowe because he's, he's talking about this in June. It was June 2nd yesterday. He's meeting with the media talking about week three against the Raiders because Darren Waller got the best of him in week 16. I love that mentality. And I hope that mentality is permeated to the likes of Javon Holland in the secondary as well. Uh, because, you know, obviously Bobby McCain was applauded most for his communication skills on the back end. Uh, and we've heard this coaching staff talk about how important communication is, right? And, and Holland, young, smart. They're gonna. It seems like they're going to plan on playing him initially at free safety and let him add more to his plate as he shows he's capable of. Uh, but that that level of confidence and arrogance and wanting those matchups, you have that across the back end, and obviously you have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard and and Eric Rowe to play against tight ends, and now Holland in the mix, and whoever's playing nickel, whether it's Igbenogany or somebody else, you got that kind of confidence across the back end. You're going to be able to do a lot defensively. And uh, we saw that last year with the Dolphins, and this year's secondary has a higher ceiling than last year's secondary because I think they're deeper, and I think they have somebody at free safety who is more inexperienced, but he's got better ball skills, and he's got a better track record of making splash plays, and he's going to be a better tackler than Bobby McCain too. So all those things add up. I like it. I like it a lot. Speaking of liking it a lot, you know what everybody likes? Money. You know what else they like? Instant gratification. If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Creditkarma.com, win money to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash Money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank. Incorporated member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits. Apply. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you are shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, 
and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I have one more talking point on the uh, defensive side of the football. And then we're going to shift gears and head over to the offensive side of the, the football for some updates on the Dolphins' passing game, both from an external source and an internal source with Devontae Parker. So this nugget came from Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer regarding the Dolphins' number 18 overall pick, Jalen Phillips. And the quote is, Vindication of this podcast. Albert Breer was quoted, I don't believe I talked to a single scout the last month who didn't think Jalen Phillips was the best pass rusher in the draft and a top 10 prospect on tape. This guy, just a reminder, is a stud. And he was available for the Dolphins due to some concerns with concussions, uh, due to some questions about his departure from UCLA that prompted a medical retirement. Uh, there's a wrist injury involved as well. All those things add up. That, that's the recipe. But if you just base it off Tate, top 10 prospect, yeah, he's that physically good. Best pass rusher, no question. So for us at the beginning of the offseason to declare Miami's perspective and ability to get better on defense, one of the things that that's predicated on is finding more guys to win one-on-ones up front. Jalen Phillips is that. And it was just really cool to kind of, you have your hits and misses anytime you're in the evaluation business in football. And, you know, you have to be willing to plant your flag in the ground for some guys. And Jalen Phillips was one of those guys that I was willing to plant my flag in the ground on because the physical talent is just too good. So to hear Albert Breer talk to folks across the league and echo those sentiments was just a really cool affirmation that the Dolphins got an absolute bona fide stud of a player to play their rush linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to classify him as. I know they probably put him at, they helped him get that 15 on that jersey number, put him at linebacker, a little bit of fine print. I appreciate it, though. You know, work it when you can. But we do now need to switch gears to the offensive side of the football because Hall of Fame scout, Gil Brandt, uh, he's been around the game a really, really, really long time and uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And one of the things that he did for NFL.com was he ranked the top 10 most exciting new quarterback wide receiver combinations of the offseason so you think about Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith getting reunited in Philadelphia after their time together at Alabama Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase reuniting in Cincinnati after their time together at LSU Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle reuniting in Miami after their time together at Alabama etc 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 you know Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Terry McLaurin made the list in Washington with the Washington football team but he, he didn't just come up with a list of 10. He actually ranked them the 10 most exciting new passing duos in the NFL. Tua Tonga and Jalen Waddle took home the top spot 
on Gilbrandt's list. Here's what Gilbrandt had to say. Tua Tagovailoa is feeling healthier and more comfortable than he did in 2020, meaning he won't have many excuses to not take a major step forward in 2021. The addition of a familiar face in Tung- from Tagovailoa's days running Alabama's offense should make the QB even comfier. Jalen Waddell never led the Crimson Tide in receptions or yards in any of his three seasons there, but he packed a lot of punch into his touches, racking up 18.1 yards per catch during his two seasons he spent with Tagovailoa as the starter from 2018 and 2019 and finished 2020 with an outstanding 21.2 yards per catch. I think Waddle, this is important now, I think Waddle might be the class of 2021's best overall receiver, and I expect him to provide a game-breaking element that the Dolphins' offense in general, and Tungvaloa specifically, sorely missed last season. Gil Brent, friend of the pod, big Dolphins guy, let's go! I got a little juiced up reading that. Gil Brandt sitting here thinking Jalen Waddle might be the best wide receiver out of this class? Say less, Gil. Welcome to the party, man. Exciting, obviously, to take home the top spot because, as we mentioned, there's some pretty high-profile reunions that are taking place in the NFL based off their time in college. Some of that maybe it was aided uh, by the dynamics of this pre-draft process and uh, lack of data points the teams are more typically accustomed to getting you're going to lean on those relationships when you can uh, but for Miami this this was a talent addition as well this was not just a lazy oh well we got an Alabama quarterback let's draft an Alabama wide receiver we've talked on this show we've exhausted the talking point that he is tailor-made for everything the Dolphins did not have in their passing game Jalen Waddle does them but I think the import, there's another important talking point here that Gilbrandt sets the table with uh, early on in his commentary of this selection of the Dolphins passing duo being number one that we're going to get into right after I remind everybody about our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So this talking point from Gil Brandt, uh, Tua Tagovailoa is feeling healthier and more comfortable than he did in 2020. Here it is, meaning he won't have many excuses for not taping a, taking a major step forward in 2021. I think both the Dolphins and Tagovailoa's own camp are removing a lot of the gray area and excuses. And, and, and I appreciate that the team is expediting this process a little bit. There's not going to be a lot of gray area for if things don't go well, who is the root of the problem? Because Tungvaloa's trainer came out, he talked to Ty Dunn, who did the excellent write-up piece on Limbo and Jr. just this past week. Ty Dunn did a, a big feature on Tua Tagovailoa and how all eyes are on him and how the Bills 
they doubled down and bet heavy on Josh Allen and how that paid off big for them. And now the Dolphins are doing the same thing with Tua Tagovailoa and some of the parallels there. We talked to Tua's trainer, Nick Hicks, from Perform. And Nick Hicks, in this piece, says that he speculates that Tua Tagovailoa played this past season at, quote, 60% healthy as a rookie. 60%. Now, I think one thing that's important here is to compartmentalize. You can be medically cleared and good to go and not at risk, but not be 100%. You can be in the clear and not any more at risk of adding further harm or damage. So if this is in factual, and I don't think there's any question that Tua's time spent in rehabilitation instead of training impacted his physical fitness and physical skill set in 2020. I don't think that's, that's, that should not be a point of contest or debate. So I don't think the Dolphins did were in the wrong for making a decision to put Tua out there and begin this evaluation process and, and try and capitalize on some better ball security and, and play games a little close to the vest. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, know that Tua is not going to go out there and throw a bunch of picks and, and kill you like Ryan Fitzpatrick is physically capable of, even if it meant scaling back the playbook, because as Tua Tagovailoa himself came out and said, he didn't know it particularly well as a rookie. But if your trainer is going to come out and say, yeah, he's down to 10% body fat and he's still adding weight and we think he was 60% healthy this past year as a rookie, And Hicks goes on to say, if your lower body is weak and it's not explosive and you feel asymmetry, throwing a football is not going to be pretty because throwing a football starts from the ground up, from the feet to the hip to the trunk to the shoulder to the hand. It's a kinetic chain, uh, which is accurate. Uh, To himself, during his press field, he talked about feeling everything feels more fluid like a golf swing. Uh, Hicks continues, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be nerve-wracking. You're going to be very indecisive with each play called because you're worried about your body. Our goal is to eliminate that this offseason and build him into a strong, bulletproof athlete that can withstand a 17-game schedule. Okay, so we checked a lot of boxes. We talked about not having arm strength. We talked about throwing all from the arm. And we also got into some of the psychology and and be stressful and nerve-wracking and indecisive. We've addressed a lot of the questions, and we being Nick Hicks, addressed a lot of the questions that exist with Tua Tagovailoa based off his play in 2020 as a rookie. The Dolphins addressed a lot of the issues around the supporting cast with Tua Tagovailoa by getting him much more dynamic players. And I think the important takeaway here is if we get to the end of the year in 2021 and Tua struggles in the same capacity he did last year in a week-over-week sample size, and you obviously are, are going to nearly triple the sample size, go from nine games uh, to 26 if he's able to stay healthy for that entire time, and these things are still problematic, that's going to be hard to ignore as far as the messaging that's being put out here by Tungvalo's camp and and specifically Nick Hicks is, yeah, the, the hip was a root of a lot of our problems, and maybe it is, and if he comes out and he plays lights out, then there will be no question that the hip was the root of the problems as to into his rookie season and with more time to train and get healthy and focus on improving 
his sequencing and process and delivery. And instead of just, I got to build this hip back up, then great, phenomenal. The Dolphins are going to be a really successful football team. But if he's not, and you don't have drawing back to the hip to explain your struggles, then I think things do get a little interesting because this Dolphins team, uh, they're good. This roster's good. They're going to get better too. Now, they're not going to hit on every single draft pick, and we've talked about that in Law of Averages. The teams that draft by greater volume are the teams that have more success because they are able to make more fluid adjustments and pivot and redirect as they get more information on investments that went awry. The Dolphins will have that applicable to them as well, but they are coming off of two draft classes in which their early draft picks, they have had an embarrassment of riches in. Law of averages says these guys are going to get better to some degree, some more so than others, but the ones that really take off could be game changers for Miami. And the foundation is in place to win. Obviously, 10-6 and was a step in the right direction. But right now, there's a lot going into this season that, you know, contextualizing to his rookie year, a lot of that points back to the hip. So I think that's why it's so easy to get optimistic about what two is going to look like. But if you get to the end of the year and two, it looks to have some of the same struggles and you can't point to the hip, I think the conversation changes. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But it's just something that as I'm reading this story from Ty Dunn and reading the context that Nick Hicks is putting out as far as what Tua's status was last year, it's pretty eyebrow-raising to say, okay, they're really, they're really pointing to this hip and rehab and physical health and fitness as something that was a major, major, major factor. That combined with Tua making the admissions that he did that I wasn't super comfortable in my playbook last year, I think explains a lot. Now, how big a steps can you take? The bigger the step is, the more fun we're going to have this season. But just something to kind of put on your radar here because uh, they are not being shy in the tongue of Aloha camp that the long road to recovery from the hip injury that he suffered against Mississippi State loomed large over some of the struggles that he had as a rookie. And I'm excited to see how his full off season of training nets positive change, how much positive change, how much the Dolphins' effort to surround him with better, more tailored weaponry to his skill set allows him to take steps forward as well. There's a lot of unknown variables, but by the time we get to the end of 2021, I think a lot of those variables will have sorted themselves out to the degree in which we'll have a good idea on where where the pressure needs to apply for the Dolphins to get over the, the top. But hopefully we get to the end of the year and the Dolphins have gotten over the top and there's a playoff win involved and uh, the Dolphins are contending and playing 17 meaning football games throughout the course of the regular season and uh, playing late into the year and maybe potentially having a home playoff game. It's like those are the things you aspire for because you get to that point, you're in the dance, you gave yourself a chance. That's all you can hope for. 
and then let the chips fall where they may. As you get a little bit more experience, your expectations can continue to swell from there. But that's what I'm hoping for for this team. We'll see if we get it. One thing you don't have to wait and see, uh, you're getting one more show tomorrow. So make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for catching up with me. I always enjoy spending time with you guys talking Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Thursdays. Hope to talk to you guys again soon.